0: Doctor said you got PCOS, now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian. Now my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you want to move them wrong
1: and take control of yourself. Fingers up like this uh-huh. They do like a call Ooh. <laughs> You're recording this,
0: aren't you? I am I tricked you once again You should You're know when I said, oh yeah, what is it? <laughs> What's up everyone? Welcome to today's episode We are recording our second podcast of the day We just recorded a podcast for the private podcast For the Sisterhood Where we talked about the meal plan challenge
1: Yes Super exciting. Sisters, you will be receiving in the mail slash email a free (laughs) gluten and dairy free seven day meal plan. It's super easy to follow. It's gluten and dairy free and some of my favorite recipes that I extracted from the sisterhood. And I'm sure you're going to love it.
0: And if you're listening and you haven't signed up yet, We'll include a link in the description of this episode because it's not too late to sign up even though the meal plan started yesterday. Mm -hmm. But you can still sign up and get your free meal plan challenge. And just a heads up, sisterhood members, they get a little bit more with or a lot more with the meal plan. They get a meal plan for each type of carb tolerance. Yes. They get grocery lists. And basically ways to prepare for the meal plan a little bit more. So yeah, just a heads up to everyone. You can go ahead and sign up in the description of this podcast if you have not started already.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited. It's not too late to sign up. And Three Sisters are going to be selected to win a three-month supply of Ovacetal. All you have to do is post pictures of the meal and tag us on Instagram stories. Boom, you qualify to win.
0: And the great part of when you're in this sisterhood and uh, involved in the challenge is you can share your meals and talk about with other sisters in the Facebook group about how you're doing with the meal plan. And just everyone gets to share their own experiences. It becomes a whole community challenge together.
1: Yes. The conversation dives deeper when you're part of the sisterhood.
0: Yes. All right. So with that, today we have another fun episode. What are we talking about today?
1: We're talking about birth control. Sisters, raise your hand wherever you are. If you were told to go on birth control as soon as you were diagnosed with PCOS or if you didn't have your period or if it wasn't regular, raise it, raise it higher because <laughs> you're not alone. Because yeah. I'm sure if anyone in the room is listening to this podcast episode, they're also raising their hand.
0: Yeah. And we all know birth control is many times prescribed for, you know, irregular periods as well as weight gain. So we're going to talk about how birth control can help or not help with those issues, as well as alternative natural ways that you can still get your period back and lose weight. So stay tuned until the end where we discuss those. But before we get started, let's do a little Q&A session. Let's do it. So the first question for you, Talim, is from uh, on Instagram from Christine J.S.G. She asks, what about taking less of gluten and dairy? Can we still see benefits?
1: Yeah, well, it really depends on the person and how sensitive they are to gluten and dairy. So for me, I'd have to cut it out completely. But some people can see that they're less bloated or that their skin is getting better if they just reduce it to like 50% of the time it just depends from person to person and i really suggest you test it out in a way that is easy for you so maybe that's not cutting it out cold turkey maybe that's just having gluten and dairy free breakfasts for the week yeah. you know
0: i mean think about it this way we all know that gluten can uh, affect or add on to inflammation it can affect insulin resistance uh, negatively both gluten and dairy so it's like the more you remove it the less of that inflammation that can occur, the less of an impact it has on insulin resistance. So it's all about that range of benefits that everyone can see. For some, like Tyan says, hundred percent. For some, it's maybe a little bit less. Yes. All right. Next question for Talin is from. I'm gonna try to read this username here. Simas bundles and bouquets. Ooh, I think she does bundles and bouquets. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asks, how many hours of sleep is enough?
1: What a question. <laughs> well, okay. Eight hours for sure. I aim for eight hours no matter what, you know, no matter what time I fall asleep, no matter what time. I <laughs> see in this microphone. I aim for eight hours. The best hours to sleep is 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. And continue sleeping afterwards. But th- that's like prime time for quality sleep, REM cycle sleep.
0: Yeah. I've heard that like as you get older, you do need less sleep, but I don't know if that's...
1: I've heard that too.
0: Yes. But like we always talk about how women with PCOS, they sleep like seven, eight, nine hours and they still still wake up feeling exhausted. Mm -hmm. So in those cases, you know, it's not just sleep that's the issue. There's some sort of underlying issue like adrenal fatigue. Yes. There's definitely something happening with your cortisol levels. So just because you're getting enough sleep too, it doesn't mean that... You know, Yeah, th- th- that you're
1: just totally energetic just because yeah. you slept for 10 hours.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: so aim for eight hours and then if you find that you're super fatigued still and you want like nine, 10 hours of sleep and you're still tired, then focus on supplementing, focus on changing your diet and lifestyle, ways to support your adrenals like Sirak said.
0: Yes. Fun little thing. I just started this week to wake up at 5.30 a.m. I'm trying to do this thing where I basically sleep at 11, and I wake up at 5:30, so I can like basically like wake up at the crack of dawn, like start working before Tiny wakes up. Not that time bothers me, but like <laughs> I get like a head start on my work, and I feel like I'm just able to get more stuff done. It's honestly hard to wake up that early. I used to wake up that early all the time for my engineering job, but I don't know. I really like it so far, and eventually I want to start to see if I can wake up at 4:30 a.m. What? If I could do that...
1: What are you going to do that early? I don't
0: get everything done and just wait for you to do TikToks. (laughs) (laughs) Just wake up like, all right, let's do TikToks every day. I mean, I'm so
1: proud of you for waking up at 5.30 and like doing the hard stuff in the morning for work. So that the rest of the day is a little bit more like creative or relaxed or normal without feeling rushed.
0: I mean, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. For like half an hour, I'm on my phone. Like, looking at stuff just so I can, like, fully wake up. Like, yeah. I need some sort of entertainment to, like, make it worth it. Yeah,
1: you know? <laughs> I get it. To really, like, stimulate yeah. your mind and eyes and stuff.
0: Yes. All right. Next question is from Rubina all Tough on Instagram. All right. She says, I took a blood test and my blood sugar level came out normal could I still have insulin resistance or was that test enough to confirm that I don't have it?
1: Interesting. So your blood glucose level is going to be a late indicator of insulin resistance. If you're having high fasting blood glucose, yes, you may have insulin resistance, but also if you're late in the game in figuring that out. So getting an insulin glucose tolerance test is much more accurate. It'll tell you exactly what's going on. And keep in mind, even the slightest bit of insulin resistance can trigger PCOS symptoms and high testosterone. So just because you're within range, but you're at the higher level of the range, that doesn't mean it's like you don't have insulin resistance. It could just be the slight bit that's triggering symptoms.
0: And what was the test that you recommend?
1: Insulin glucose tolerance test.
0: Insulin glucose tolerance test. Mm -hmm. Mm I-G-T. All right. Great to know. Great to know. And the next question, final question, is from Mimi SMS. She asks If there is a case we need to use sugar, should we just use regular cane sugar?
1: Well, Sirak, good question. And since you are, Why are you the cow? sugar police, what are <laughs> you answering?
0: Sure. <laughs> How dare you call me a sugar police in here? Well, we'll just say this first. We never talk about you have to cut out sugar completely. We just talk about the added sugars that can be really, you know, big culprits in a lot of things that we eat daily. For example, you get a protein bar and you look at the nutrition facts and it has like 10, 15 grams of added sugar. Or, you know, other foods like that where you just have to be careful of the added sugars that are really not necessary. And the same goes for, you know, just like really sweet things in the world so we just talk <laughs> about managing like your sugar content that you eat day to day for example maybe eating one to two fruits one to two servings of fruit a day because fruit can still pack a lot of sugar and with that you want to make sure that you're eating fruit for example with like some sort of a healthy fat and protein like a nut butter if you eat it with peanut butter that uh, protein that that healthy fat helps absorb the sugar slower into your bloodstream Therefore, right after you eat that fruit, you're not getting immediate cravings or you're not getting like hungry right afterwards. Yeah.
1: Do You feel more satisfied with it. Yes. I see a lot of sisters like they get cravings and then they eat a bunch of fruit because it's a healthy alternative instead of eating like something sweet with cane sugar in it. But yeah, like you said, like it still has sugar in it.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to Mimi's question here. Should we just use regular cane sugar? I mean, just thinking about how much sugar you're basically using. So like, what do you use, example, when you're baking something?
1: Well, we have some dessert recipes in the sisterhood. And we do use sugar. There's maple syrup. There's regular sugar, brown sugar, whatever. The whole point, what I'm trying to make is sugar is sugar. It's how much you use. So they're low sugar recipes. And I don't suggest eating a dessert from the sisterhood every single day, but... We're also, like Sirak said, we're not saying cut out sugar completely for the rest of your life. It can be done in moderation. And if you have really bad sugar cravings, the answer is not a sugar substitute. The answer is so many other things, you know, and we talk about that a lot. Having a high protein breakfast, making sure you're supplementing with something like ovacetol so that that can help with your cravings and so on. So there's really no replacement for sugar, just moderation and healing your cravings. Yes Sugar sugar How'd you get so high? One time when we were dating I made Sirak muffins High protein muffins Yes And he demanded A nutrition yeah. label For I demanded the muffins To
0: know how much sugar kno- Was in each serving
1: And I, w- I was like How would I know that I wasn't doing the math In my head While I was baking this Lovely little gift for you <laughs> So then I went back to work And my job was to make Nutrition labels And I made him a label, and I told him.
0: That was very thoughtful, but I will say ever since, like, we've been dating and we've been married, Tyne will always make these amazing, like, delicious things for me. Like, she'll make me, like, protein muffins, Mm -hmm. protein cookies, basically any of those baked goods with with added protein. And I always ask Tyne, okay, how much protein and sugar is in each of these things? And to this day, you still tell me, I don't know, man, I don't know." know. I just Why? put a little bit. Why can't you give me an estimate so I know answer. how much protein I'm having? A little how much, bit. I just want to
1: know. When I tell you how much there is in there, you're like, that's not enough. But yeah, I can't have to put add more an protein. entire scoop of protein powder in each muffin. Protein. It'll taste disgusting.
0: How dare you? Yeah. It's a D word. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're getting silly over here.
1: Did you hear about that sister who took ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one?
0: Incredible!
1: me who have pcos this ratio is often imbalanced so taking Ovastol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue
0: so awesome it tastes like nothing so just warn me when you put it in a cup so i don't drink it
1: you got it boo check out the link in the description to get 15 percent off your order Are you trying to conceive? When you're in the process of baby making, you don't wanna take a prenatal that's designed for a woman who's pregnant. They get expensive and have ingredients you don't need quite yet. Theranatal Core is a prenatal focused on women who are trying to conceive. It contains the active form of folic acid, folate, as well as 2,000 IUs of vitamin D. Also, it doesn't have any expensive ingredients that you don't need until you're pregnant. Theralogix's prenatal, Theranatal Core, is especially for women with PCOS who are in the process of baby-making. Check the link in the description for our 15% off code.
0: So before we move on to the birth control, what you're all here for, let's go over the wins of the week. These are fellow sisters who are managing their PCOS, thriving, losing weight, and showing PCOS who the boss. Our first win of the week.
1: Asia Davis says, Hey Talene, my name is Asia. I live in South Florida. I was officially diagnosed with PCOS in the beginning of 2020. And six months later, after starting gluten and dairy-free, my cycle was restored after three years of not having it. I recently put on weight towards the end of 2021. I was eating too much dairy, not working out. The last few weeks, I decided I'm going to start fresh, gluten-free, dairy-free, 10,000 steps a day, and my sisterhood monthly workouts. Two weeks and four pounds down already. Amazing, I can't wait to see six weeks! Oh my gosh, that's
0: awesome! Yeah, got her cycle back after three years of it being irregular, and just after two weeks of going back on the gluten-dairy free 10,000 steps, workouts, four pounds down. So that's amazing, Asia. And shout out to her, she posted a selfie. Shout out to her glasses here. She has clear glasses.
1: She looks cool.
0: Which I also have. So. She looks
1: like a cool chick. Yeah. Four pounds down in two weeks, which means in six weeks, she'll be down 12 pounds.
0: Yes. That's yes. so exciting. But we all know it can always go up and down, yeah, like one change. to two pounds. or uh, can, yes. You know, it's like yes. weight fluctuates a lot. So obviously. I
1: just like to be optimistic.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me too. I just don't want to put also but pressure true. on anyone either. The reality is. I know you is, don't either. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Great point. <laughs> I know. Asia, don't listen to me.
0: all right the next win is from sarah payton sarah she says i just wanted to share a huge win for me went to the ob last friday to recheck a cyst i had i ended up getting even better news than the fact that my cyst was gone Mm -hmm. i also have lost 14 pounds in the past six weeks thank you to this group and Tallinn for the guidance so far hashtag win
1: Hashtag winning!
0: That's so crazy. I'm like just so to go and for a whole cyst is gone.
1: Yeah, I lost fourteen pounds in the past six weeks. Snaps for you. Snaps for Sarah.
0: Were you also surprised when you went to the doctor and you saw that your cysts were gone?
1: I I literally was amazed. I didn't know it was possible. I remember the first time I had the follow up ultrasound. The girl was like, "Yeah, your sister much better. Like it doesn't really look as bad as it looked before." I was like, "Oh." Interesting. So then I continued and then I went back mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah, you don't have any cysts. She was like, you're as fertile as a salmon swimming upstream. In fact, you're <laughs> ovulating. So be really careful. Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: And we've been careful.
1: And it's all possible. <laughs> it is all possible.
0: Absolutely. Congrats, Sarah. We're so happy for you. And the last one, Tanya, if you like to read, she- is a pregnancy news.
1: Cindy Lopez. Says, I've been taking ovastol since January 5th. And on February 18th, found out I was pregnant. We had been trying for two years.
0: That's amazing. (sighs) So a round of applause for her. Round
1: of applause. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, two years is a long time. And insulin levels have so much to do with our fertility. I can't Mm -hmm. believe someone doesn't tell us that immediately when we're struggling with um, getting pregnant, when women with PCOS are struggling with pregnancy. The yeah. first thing out of the person's mouth should be, oh, have you been managing your insulin resistance?
0: Yeah. Or do you have insulin resistance? There's a whole Let's slew of work.
1: ways you could manage your insulin resistance. Let's yeah. start with one.
0: <laughs> so it's amazing, Cindy. We're really happy for you. And awesome. if you're looking for any baby names, I've heard that Sertal is a really good one.
1: <laughs> can someone please name their baby so Sir tall. Sirak and Talin.
0: Wait, somebody once gave us a Sirak and Tallinn morph name. Oh, I think it's Sirene. Oh, that's nice. Or Sirene. Siren or Sirene, something like that.
1: Sirene.
0: Yeah, it could be Serene.
1: Like My cousin's name is Sirene. Siren.
0: That's an Armenian name, too. Mm-hmm. So, Cindy, just letting you know, I mean, there are options. Okay. So, that is Should the. Should we name
1: our kid Sireen? Siren? Sirene? Serene? I mean, I think
0: it's like if we do it it's a bit much. like you Everyone know like egotistical rhymes. to like combine your names and like give it to your child. No it's not. It's a little egotistical to do that. No don't you think? No.
1: Isn't there a famous person who did that? I don't know who I'm There's just saying.
0: George Foreman. I believe named all 7 of his kids George <laughs> even his daughters. Stop it. I'm dead serious. I'm pretty sure about this.
1: Okay, you're an egomaniac. <laughs> Let's move on.
0: <laughs> all right. We are now moving on to the main topic of today's episode. We're going to talk about birth control, how it can or it can't help with weight gain as well as period. And then we're going to talk about three tips to naturally lose weight and help get your period back if you're looking to not go on birth control, which is completely up to you. So, Tanya, why don't we start by talking about your experience with birth control?
1: Well, when I was first diagnosed with PCOS after a ruptured ovarian cyst, the first thing that happened, my doctor offered birth control. And I was so young, like 18, and I had no idea what it was. I didn't know if it was dangerous. I was like, oh good, a solution. And I took it. And then I was like, what the hell? After a while, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what is this doing to me? Even though it helped me with like losing weight and managing the ovarian cysts and acne, I I still was like not going to take it as an answer. So then I went off of it cold turkey in the middle of college, which is a stressful time, which was a bad idea because I didn't have any game plan. I didn't have an exit plan. I didn't even know what PCOS was or what I needed to do. That's when I started to go to naturopathic doctors and figure things out for myself. But yeah, I do suggest having a game plan before you just get off of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, your sister got off of it and she went through months and months of like issues and kind of like yeah. getting her period back as well as like being able to lose weight.
1: She took the lab test in the highlight called Lab Kit on our Instagram story and it literally changed her whole life. And if it wasn't for that test, she'd be falling apart right now because she has taken birth control for like 14 years. Wow. And that is just such a long time to be suppressing your PCOS without realizing it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So now that we talked about Tanya's journey, her experience with birth control, let's, I guess, get into it. So, Tanya, we'd love for you to explain to us what is birth control and does it actually regulate your period?
1: Well, birth control is basically a synthetic hormonal cocktail handed to a lot of women under the false pretense that it's going to be regulating your period. Here's what it actually does it stops you from ovulating. If you don't ovulate, you don't have natural hormonal fluctuations throughout the month. Therefore, no more period problems. But those natural hormonal fluctuations that happen each month help your body produce the sex hormones that are necessary to help support mood, libido, and bone health.
0: So then when you're not going through those natural hormonal fluctuations, can your mood, libido, and bone health is basically affected even as you're taking birth control? Yes. Wow.
1: People have low b- libido, low bone density, bad moods. But then they're like, "Oh, like it's just me. It's not that." Or like sure. the doctor tells you that, that it's yeah. just you. It's not that. Or like whatever. Yeah,
0: they're not aware that it's actually coming to birth control or the fact that they're not yeah. going through those fluctuations. Now, what about when you get off of birth control? Are those really bad, like the the mood, libido, and bone health issues?
1: It can definitely get better after you get off.
0: Or I'm sure. I don't like, know about it- bone
1: health because there's a certain window of time of age. In your 20s, early 20s, when your bones are maturing and becoming strong, and then it stops and then yeah. it just starts to decline after like 28, 30 or something. I don't know the exact age, but then it yeah. just starts to decline. So if you haven't developed proper bone health in that really important stage of your life, it could be, not to say it's going to, but it could lead to issues, arthritis, yeah. things like that. My sister, I will say one more thing, she got off birth control, right? And she's like 30. And she was gluten and dairy free for a while because of me. But then she like had a little bit of gluten and dairy. And she literally got inflammation in her hands to the point where she's like, I'm arthritic. She's wow. like, I can't close my I remember hands. That.
0: I remember that. Can't
1: move my fingers. You know, it's obviously the inflammation from the gluten and dairy. But like, why is she so sensitive to it? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. why, is, why are her bones so weak and brittle? Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's
0: insane. So does it actually regulate your period when you take birth control?
1: No. The bleeding you experience... It's the placebo pills. It's like the pills that are sugar pills. They're like not actual hormone pills. So once they stop giving you hormones, then you have a withdrawal bleed, but that doesn't mean it's a real period. That doesn't mean that, what was
0: that? Sorry, I got a notification.
1: (laughs) That doesn't mean that you're going through the hormonal cycle that you should be going through.
0: It's actually great. I literally got a notification about our supplement meeting that we're having tomorrow. We're like, as everybody knows, we're developing our supplement line and I just got a notification about the meeting that we're having with the with the, the manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. So yes, we're uh, really
1: excited because I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just want talk about it for a second. Well, <laughs> no, hold on. We're diverging from birth control to supplements. So when you're offered birth control, it's typically because you're gaining weight with PCOS or you don't have your period or all of these symptoms. And they're all being caused by metabolic hormones. And what I mean by that is insulin, inflammation, and these issues get exacerbated by birth control but you can do things and you can take supplements to help control these problems these underlying problems and then in turn control metabolic hormones improve your metabolism and lose weight naturally that's the goal with the supplement line
0: oh yeah and just like okay just uh, since time started to give you a little bit like a full transparency so we thought that like maybe we could do the supplement line and it would be ready within a month or, or like yeah. two or something but what we realized is, so when it comes to supplement lines, there are a bunch of, like, manufacturers out there that make supplements. But as you might guess, not all of them make supplements equally. They mm-hmm. all have different quality standards. They all have different certifications. Some of these certifications are fake. In fact, we even found out like, some companies had horror stories where they thought they were getting a certain yeah. supplement. And after a few years of selling that supplement... They, they found finally that. had
1: the proper testing done.
0: And it was fake.
1: Fake. Yeah. They were giving them rice flour instead of, what was it, berberine.
0: Yeah, something like of that. Of all
1: things, you're giving yeah. someone rice instead of berberine, which is good for blood sugar control.
0: Yeah. So, like, there, wow. are, there are all these horrible stories. So, what we're doing now, we found an amazing, amazing uh, company to work with. And we're basically getting NSF certifications, which is a third-party certification that basically says that your your whole laboratory, your whole manufacturing process is all verified. They come in, they check your center, they make sure all the right practices are being done. They check the supplements, the the potencies the quality of ingredients and all of this obviously costs time and money.
1: And there's so much research that they do to make sure that the supplement, the dosage, the amount of time you take it aligns with the studies that relate that supplement to PCOS weight loss or management. And like, again, like we talk about ovacetol and the three month supply, but seriously, like you can buy any old inositol supplement, but this ovacetol is like specifically designed Based on the studies and the research, and so that's yeah. the effort we're putting into the, our supplement line. We want it to literally be like the dosage, the oh, amount yeah. of time, the oh, yeah. the quality that you need,
0: yeah, to we're, see the
1: results that they saw in a study. You yeah. know,
0: we're literally working with a, like a team of people. Some of them are like doctors. Some of them are literally experts who've done this research. Who like it's their life is to basically. Make sure these supplements are supported by research, especially for like PCOS. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. It's going to take a little bit longer. But when we're done with it in a few months, it's going to be good. It's going to be amazing. So just stay tuned for that. But all right, let's go back to our regularly scheduled program. We just have to kind of let you all know because I know everyone's excited. We, get, we keep getting questions about like, when is it going to be ready? When is it going to be ready? Mm-hmm. So day by day. But uh, kind of to explain what Time was saying earlier about does birth control regulate your period? So if you look at a birth control, it's almost like a carton, right? Mm-hmm. It has a pill for each day of the month. Now I believe time correct me if I'm wrong, but there are basically majority of those pills are the hormone pills, mm-hmm. and a certain percentage, like four or five pills at the end, yeah, at the end, are like these different colored pills. Mm-hmm. They're like they're like sugar pills or they're basically like a placebo pill. Mm-hmm. So when you take those pills. You're not getting the same hormones that you were getting from the other pills. And that's what causes your hormone levels to drop Mm -hmm. and to cause your uterine lining to shed. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're actually bleeding. Therefore known as the quote unquote fake bleed. And it's fake because
1: you didn't go through the hormonal cycles of... High estrogen, hypergesterone, like there's this rhythm that happens before you get your period. And it has to happen because your body benefits from those rhythms. So when you have hypergesterone, certain things happen with your bone structure, your brain structure, your mood. Like it's really important to go through this rhythm of hormonal development before you get to the period part.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go into waking.
1: All right. Birth control can also cause weight gain. So for some people, it might help you lose weight, but for some people, you might gain weight. And the top reason why women stop birth control is, you guessed it, weight gain.
0: There are even several studies that suggest the weight gain caused by the pill is a result of water retention. Mm-hmm. And this is true for some women.
1: Yeah, they want to say it's just water retention. Yeah.
0: So if you started birth control, gained weight, and then stopped and lost weight immediately, then yes, that probably is water retention. In that case, the weight gain is temporary.
1: But there's also studies that show the pill can lead to lower muscle mass and, as a result, lower metabolism. When you gain weight because of the lower muscle mass and low metabolism, it doesn't just resolve after you get off the pill. You have to work on healing that after you get off the pill. You have to work on improving your muscle mass and your metabolism. And you also get more insulin resistant due to the pill. So when you get off the pill, you're even more insulin resistant than you were in the first place, making it harder to lose weight. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple more reasons why we gain weight with birth control. And one of them is estrogen. We know that excess natural estrogen can lead to weight gain. In fact, some studies have concluded that the synthetic estrogen in birth control can be 10 times as potent as natural estrogen. Fat cells have receptors for estrogen. And when you have synthetic estrogen, that's 10 times more potent. It can be a formula for weight gain. Yeah. And that's tough to lose weight from that.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, like, all these reasons you're stating, we have so many, like, stories of like, your sister, mm-hmm. s- other fellow sisters who, like, experience all yeah. of this when they get off. And it takes some time to fix their estrogen levels, to fix their metabolism, yeah. the muscle mass.
1: It's not easy. It's such a struggle because you can be working out as hard as you can and everything, and your hormones are just not responding. Yeah. And your metabolism isn't working. Yeah. And if you, those hormones aren't working, then all that effort, you know, it's going to be really hard to see the results you deserve.
0: Mm-hmm. One thing that also people don't talk about enough is how birth control has an effect on your thyroid. Yeah. So it can actually increase thyroid binding globulin, which binds to your thyroid and doesn't allow your cells to use it. And then as a result, you may experience hypothyroid symptoms like weight gain, hair loss, And sometimes, like we've seen this from other sisters, their TSH labs look normal, which is like frustrating because like your lab results look normal, but then you're still gaining weight and you Mm -hmm. don't realize that the weight gain is due to your hormones.
1: Yeah, exactly. That birth control just can really suppress your thyroid. For some people, it can be so extreme that like after they get off of birth control, it takes quite a bit of time to get their thyroid to function again. It has such a big impact on your metabolism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've heard such horror stories.
0: And why does it look normal during that time? Do during you
1: know? during the time?
0: Yeah, like how come like the TSH labs look normal, but they're still going through those issues?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like sometimes lab work looks normal, but you still have the symptoms of, you know, low thyroid. I really suggest taking a functional approach yeah. and looking at
0: functional ranges. They're so th-
1: much more specific.
0: So you think maybe those people may be taking conventional lab Mm -hmm. tests and those are kind of given a wide range where it doesn't tell them that they're going through or they have any abnormal uh, levels.
1: Yeah, or they're not even doing a complete thyroid panel. Mm. So a lot of people, their doctors just, oh, let's look at TSH. But it's like you want to look at T3, T4, see what's going on. You know, it's not it doesn't just like end at one lab. It's a really tricky one, the thyroid.
0: And if you're looking for an example of lab tests, we have them Two locations we have one where you can download from our website pcsweightloss.org. if you go to the blog section and check out the blog called five questions to ask your doctor but we have an even more in-depth list of lab uh, lab tests and much more in the sisterhood where you can really there's a whole section dedicated to it you can download it and you can basically learn a lot from it, as well as take it to your doctor and really ask for all those tests to be mm-hmm. tests to be requested. Right. All right. So that's like the whole rundown on birth control. But we're not going to just give you that information. We're going to now try to help you out and give you some tips to naturally lose weight and help get your period back. And a couple of things we want to mention is if you're on birth control or if you're deciding to go on birth control, at the end of the day, it's completely up to you. We just want you to be aware of what birth control does and the effects it can have if you choose to go on birth control or not we're still here to support you and we still believe in what you're doing for your pcs training so mm-hmm. just want to make that clear as well and if you want to get off your birth control just talk to your doctor first talk about your concerns and try to give some of this research to them help explain to them why you may or may not be seeing you know the, the results that you're, you're looking for with it
1: shout out to dr jolene brighton she has lots of information on this subject as well she has a book about it so if you really want a deep dive and get to know everything about birth control in every minute detail she has a great book
0: yes okay so three tips let's start with the first one
1: diet change all right fellow dietitian here I'm all about it If you've listened to our podcast, you know what I'm talking about, what I'm going to say next. Try going gluten and dairy free for at least 30 days to see how it affects your PCOS symptoms. You might feel less inflamed, you might lose weight, have better moods, or even a healthier period where you don't have as much cramps. So it's really important to see whether or not gluten and dairy are playing a role in your body's level of inflammation and insulin resistance. Because this is going to have a huge impact on the quality of your menstrual cycle and your PCOS symptoms, because yeah. the root issues of PCOS start with usually inflammation and insulin resistance. So yeah. it could be really exacerbating that.
0: Yeah, and we both know how much an effect gluten and dairy has on those. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in addition to that, there's a couple of other areas that you can you can focus on for diet. So. It is um, detoxifying vegetables. Yes. So, like as well as seeds and nuts, because these have micronutrients like zinc and magnesium, and those vegetables are going to be able to help detoxify the excess estrogen in your body.
1: Yeah, especially the excess estrogen that accumulates from birth control, and the zinc and magnesium will help enrich your body with the nutrients that birth control kind of strips you of. Yeah. Magnesium
0: specifically. Yeah. So vegetables. To help detoxify the excess to estrogen mm-hmm. and nuts and seeds for those micronutrients. Yes. If you want to learn more about what Tallinn eats in a day, we just did a podcast episode about this uh, about two or three weeks ago. If you check out the feed on this podcast, you'll see one that says what Tallinn eats in a day. And it's a special edition of Traveling in Spain. So it'll be a fun one that you can listen to.
1: Yeah. All right. Second tip. If you're struggling with blood sugar control, this is going to have a major impact on your period. So take your supplements. Mm -hmm. Sometimes changing your diet isn't enough. Like you just need that extra boost. So you may have heard me talk about Ovacetol all day, every day. It's my favorite supplement for PCOS. And we have the link in the description for you. But just a brief overview, if you haven't heard of it before, Ovacetol helps improve with egg quality and ovulation. And a lot of sisters have messaged us about the incredible impact it's had on their cravings and mood and getting their period back as well after years of not having one. So take your supplements, sisters. Yes. Birth control, like just because you didn't get your period doesn't mean birth control is the next step. Do some research, find what works for you. A lot of sisters find that ovastol, just a, it's a vitamin B8 supplement specifically that's what it's made of Mm -hmm. can do the trick
0: and again if you want to get into more in depth and learn more about supplements for pcos we also have another episode for that just check out the feed we did it in the last two months it's called best supplements for pcos so you can listen to that episode as well after you hear this one and yeah we got all those kinds of episodes for you now, the third tip for regulating your period and losing weight is reducing stress and getting adequate sleep.
1: All right. Sirak, why don't you hit this one? Since you're the one who decided that 6 a.m. is our new wake-up time. Our your. Thank you. I'm getting better. I know. Must I must have. <laughs>
0: Continue. All right. So reducing stress and getting good sleep. There's a reason why it's a it's a key to keeping your stress hormones like cortisol in check. Because it plays like a major it plays a major role in keeping your insulin levels stable. These two hormones, cortisol and insulin, are the priority when it comes to regulating your menstrual cycle because you really have direct control over them through diet and lifestyle. If your cortisol, for example, remains high, it tells your ovaries to slow down because it perceives external stress as dangerous. Therefore, basically, your body, it says, okay, there's a lot of stress externally on our body. So this isn't a good time to get pregnant or to ovulate. And then that leads to period irregularities. So this is where we talk about how PCOS is many times a condition that can be passed down by our ancestors. Because in the old days, old, old, old civilizations, mm. when there was like famine, when there was war... Many bodies of, of women, it's shut down because of all that extra stress. The body basically told itself, okay, this is not a good time to have a baby, to ovulate, because you don't want to get pregnant when you're hungry or when you're going through all the stress. So the same thing can, can happen when you're not getting adequate sleep.
1: Super important to know this, to take care of yourself, because it has a huge impact on your period and the quality of your period. Yeah, And I like how you mentioned how back in the day, women would shut down, like their bodies would just shut down in times of famine or warfare. warfare. And it just goes to show how much, you know, your body is so intuitive and how its reaction to its environment or your reaction to your environment can impact your menstrual cycle. So- Some things you have control over, like meditating before a stressful meeting or after the stressful meeting, Some, you have a bit of control over these stress hormones. I'm not saying like life has to be perfect for you to be perfect. I'm just saying there are things you can do that can buffer those stressful situations. There's things you can do that can keep your blood sugar stable, that can, you know, improve your period and prevent you from having to deal with these problems
0: i agree and there's a lawnmower happening right now in the background and i really hope the mic isn't picking i mean i'm not hearing it in the headphones
1: what lawn are they mowing i
0: was just saying i was thinking the same thing is there
1: a lawn all i see are buildings
0: i know like we're as you know we're in spain and this is the first time that i'm hearing a lawnmower go off because i haven't seen any grass it's like new york like are there grass in the streets of new york not really right so i don't know what they're mowing maybe it's a lawn maybe it's a tree i don't know
1: maybe they're trimming a tree Okay, we'll find out.
0: So we said two hormones. So we talked about cortisol. The other hormone, insulin. It's basically very related. So insulin has a say in the hormonal behavior. Stress raises cortisol. And cortisol raises blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Which is then linked to period problems and PCOS as well. So it's like the the chicken or the egg? (laughs) (laughs) So... Hormonal balance basically always improves when you stabilize blood sugar, Mm -hmm. whether it's through the way you eat or manage stress. Yes. Every cell is affected by insulin.
1: You said it. Insulin is super important for your body. It's your body's response to your environment. It's protecting you. It's telling you to store fat when there's a famine. It's telling you to burn fat when food is ample and you're thriving. You know, it's really important to think of insulin with every move you make. Honestly, I I'm not even joking. It's like subconsciously, I'm always thinking about my insulin levels because yep. of how much of an impact it has on PCOS yep. management. So whether it's like while I'm eating, I'm like, all right, well, did I have a lot of carbs yet today? How do I feel? Mm-hmm. How hungry I am for am I for this? Like I'm I'm gauging myself. I'm monitoring myself or if i'm stressed okay what should i do i should remove myself from the situation for a minute regroup re- drink some water calm down yeah. or when i'm working out like okay how do i feel this is good i'm strength training this feels great i'm going on a walk i'm relaxing like mm-hmm. i'm always thinking about like how to take myself to homeostasis when it comes to like insulin levels
0: i love that i love that so again we have another episode that we just recorded two weeks ago on insulin resistance so obviously like for each of these three tips we'd love to get in more and more in depth and help explain how to improve each one but that would make this like a two three hour podcast but what we've done is basically giving the three major tips with some great information and you can after this go back and listen to those episodes and get even more deep into it to really help to resolve those issues and reverse those symptoms Mm. we're basically throwing like a bird off of a A balcony, (laughs) so it flies into the sun, into the abyss. (laughs) So I hope that's really helpful, sisters. And I guess that's the conclusion of today's topic. Yes. Don't forget, in the link in the description, Mm -hmm. there is a link where you can join the seven-day free PCOS meal plan. Um, It started yesterday. Or sorry, it starts today. Today's Monday that you're listening. Sorry. We're recording this a few days before, so sometimes I forget what day... (laughs) which podcast comes out with the private podcast. too? So today, the challenge starts, so it's not too late. You can go ahead and download the meal plan and get started on it, and it's completely free. And just a heads up to Sisterhood Members, you're getting a bit more information with your meal plan. You're going to get a, a carb tolerance for each meal, and you're going to get a, a grocery list and a bit more with each meal, as well as the community where we're going to be all sharing about the uh, the meal plan.
1: That's right. Yes. So...
0: Don't forget the giveaway.
1: Yes. Three sisters will be selected to win three-month supply of ovacetol.
0: Yes. Thank you, everyone. All right, everyone.
1: sisters. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.